Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Thursday. We're back in the commish for the first time in what feels like forever. What? Are you looking for our third host? Yeah, where is it? Steve Peters? I don't know. I don't know where he is. He just taking didn't show a well earned day off is what happened. <laughs> Me, we'll he nice didn't show uh, You're going to be nice to him? I'm going to be nice to Petey today. He deserves a day off. Petey works so hard um, and he is taking the day off today. So well deserved. Yes, we I'm all I'm the do. only one who doesn't work. Yeah, clearly. I was going to um, say, the last time that we had a show in the studio, I'm pretty sure Craig was gallivanting across Europe. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> seems seems fair. Gallivanting. Nice. Oh, boy. All right. all right. Well, thank you all so much for tuning into the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Craig and Sean. Um, Craig, it's been an eventful morning. <sighs> yes, it has. <laughs> Let's get right into it. Let's not bury the yeah. lead on this one. Obviously, we have other fun stuff we're going to talk about today, but we just got to address this right off the bat. It's been the talk of Twitter, the talk of our Discord, um, and it's the fact that the Arizona Coyotes have placed forward Alex Galchenyuk on unconditional waivers for purposes of terminating his contract, and per the Coyotes PR tweet said, the club will have no further comment at this time. I think this was a little bit of a shock given that the Coyotes just signed Galchenyuk um, 12 days ago on July 1st. Craig, I'm throwing it right to you. Yeah, I mean, whenever you see, as soon as I saw the tweet, my my head went to, okay, there's a conduct thing, there's a, there's a, an issue, an office issue, and yeah, the Coyotes are not commenting on it, but that is my understanding that there was an issue here. Unfortunately, that's been sort of a common thread with Alex Getchenyuk's career. He, he's a really nice guy. He's a genuinely nice guy, uh, shy, even awkward in interviews. He works hard. He's coachable. You hear, hear the coaches say that. But for some reason, when Alex Galchenyuk steps off the ice, he makes bad decision after bad decision. Uh, there was stuff that followed him here from Montreal on his first tour of duty. Heard some other stuff. It just seems to continue. Uh, I don't know why he hasn't learned his lesson from past mistakes, but it does not appear that he has. And so his third tour of duty with the Coyotes lasted 12 days i don't know what's next for him um listen he keeps a house here in arizona he loves living here i have to wonder though if this was his last opportunity in north america and if he has to take his wares elsewhere say the khl where they don't seem to care about character issues yeah i mean it's pretty vague we don't know anything more than what craig just said but um whatever it was enough for the coyotes to you know seek to get out of that situation and for Galchenyuk, you know, hopefully everything's okay with him and, you know, you can wish him Yeah, you hope that, right? I, it's just hard to know. It's hard to say the right thing when you don't know the situation. Um, but, you know, for for the Coyotes, they clearly felt they had to make this move and for Galchenyuk, maybe it'll be a, I don't know, a wake up. Like, I just don't even know because I don't want to imply anything because yeah. I don't know. And, and I mean... A wake-up call for a guy who's he should have had the wake-up call by now. So you you have some sympathy for him, and I again I hope everything's okay in his life. But if it's just a bad decision again, then I mean yeah. the sympathy only goes for, so yeah, far. You got to exactly. learn from your mistakes. You got to grow up, and it just hasn't happened. And and as far as impact on the Coyotes, I I don't know. I've I felt like they extended him an opportunity here. It's not like Alex Galchenyuk was going to be a major part of this roster. 
probably like an extra forward at best. We asked Steve Poppin about him yesterday yeah, on the show. Probably a guy that was going to be in the yeah. NHL. So it's not like this impacts the organization much, if at all, to be, be honest. This was this was an extra body is what it was. Well, now he is uh, moving on looking for some other form of work. Yeah, it's too bad because if he were going to have an opportunity anywhere, like this would have been a good place for I him. I was living here. Yep. So we'll have to see. Like what many, many NHL players, as Jason Demers told us. Yep. <laughs> many NHL players love living here. Yep. We'll have to see what comes next for him. If there's anything new to come out of this, of course, we will talk about it on our show. And Craig, I'm sure, will tweet about it as well. But that's all we have to say on the matter um, today. So we will uh, move on from that for now. Oh, I'm going to put on my glasses now because it's time to get down to work. Here. All right. So here's the situation. If you clicked on this video or this podcast, you might have seen it's Throwback Thursday. And this is a new segment we are debuting for the summer in which we are going to go back to a random year. Um, not random. Picked out curated picked out but random um year and we're gonna try and redraft some first rounds and there's some really interesting drafts out there but the 2003 draft is i think historically widely regarded as one of the deepest drafts in NHL. probably the best of this millennium yeah yeah and i think in it it's just it's crazy. And it's funny because you look at the 2023 draft that we just had and a lot of people kind of reference 2003 in the same breath, like that same level of depth. The irony is both of those drafts were in Nashville. Mm. Um, so weird how things come full circle, but we're going to... Craig and I, Craig, literally, Craig, first of all, the whole idea is that Craig and I are going to work together and we're going to do this redraft and Craig comes in like thinking we're competing against each other and ready to throw me under the bus, but that's not I'm what's happening. Ready. Okay. I mean, I def we're going to, we might argue a little, um, I got a hot take coming. Yeah, he does. I and, and feel free to chime in, in the chat as well. Give your input and you can tell us if we're right or wrong, etc. It's going to be a team effort. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be fascinating. But before we even get into the redraft at all, I feel like we need to set the scene here because this is a Coyotes podcast and we'd be remiss if we did not mention the Coyotes did not pick in the first or second rounds. Oops. Of this draft. Oh, you mean the one we just said was the deepest draft in NHL history or in since 2000? It's so Coyotes. You know, it's just so on brand. But Craig, why? Let, well, let's let's all put our, our hats on well, and transport back to 2003. Can I just say this? I pointed it out before we went live, but knowing the Coyotes' luck, they probably would have drafted Hugh Jessamine, who was the <laughs> player in the first round who played two NHL games, yeah. had no goals, no assists, and five penalty minutes. Knowing the resources that the Coyotes devoted to scouting, I don't think that's out of the question. Or, so. or Sean Bell. He was also drafted in the first round. He played 20 games at an assist. I mean, that's asking too much, Sean. I don't know. So, yeah, let's let's all rewind to 2003 and Craig set the scene. Hitting the way back button. Okay. Here's why the Coyotes didn't have a first or second round pick. First of all, in the summer of 2001, in August, right when he took over as general manager of the club, Mike Barnett, who had been Wayne Gretzky's agent, you remember the whole fog, friends of Gretzky who got hired after shortly after Wayne Gretzky came aboard here in Arizona. Fog. Well, he acquired Damon Lenko from the Philadelphia Flyers for a 2022 second round pick, which didn't 2020, come out. To, 2002? 2002, yes, yeah, sorry. And 2003 first round pick. Um, do, do you want me to tell who that became at this point? Sure. That pick became Jeff Carter for the Philadelphia <laughs> Flyers. So, oops, ouch. He's still uh, playing. Listen, I want to make a couple of things clear here. In the summer of 2001, it's hard to know what's coming in the 2003 draft. You, It's hard to judge 16-year-olds. It became clear a little later that this was going to be a talent-rich draft. A lot of scouts were talking about it. I guess my... My issue with the Coyotes, and I know they were trying, they were trying to make some moves, is you should have tried like hell to get back into the first round of this draft because this was a landmark draft. You didn't have any of these picks. You didn't even pick in the second round where a lot of great players that we'll talk about shortly went as well. There are at least four guys that you would have loved to have that went in the second round, but you couldn't select there either. <laughs> um, Damon Lankow was a good player for the Coyotes. I could probably go to the 2003 draft and find at least 15 players that I'd pick ahead of him, but... He was a good player for the Coyotes. He's a part of that 2012 run to the Western Conference Finals. So let's let's not throw too much shade on Damon Lenko. He did good things here. It's just you had the chance to get a really, really good player in such a deep draft, and you didn't even have a pick. In the second round, this, this is the one that blew, blows PD away when we talk about it. 
And granted, it's a second round, but still, as I mentioned, there were players to be had. The, the Coyotes acquired defenseman Brad Ferentz, who from Florida for Darcy Hortichuk and this 2003 second round pick. This is number 41. Let me list a few of the players that went after number 41 that the oh Coyotes God. could have had. Patrice Bergeron. Oh, no. Shea Weber. Oh, no. Corey Crawford. Oh, no. And David Backus. So there you go. But the Coyotes can select any of them either because they did not have a first or second round pick. So how'd they do in the, in the rest of the draft, Leah? So, you know, you think sometimes you can get lucky in mm-hmm. rounds three through, I think you that a player, three right? through nine, because there were still nine rounds back then. So I did a little digging to 2003, and I looked back at the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight picks. Eight. Eight picks the Coyotes still had in 2003. You looking at Hockey DB, and, or where are you looking? I love Hockey DB because you can see the games played goals, but... There's a lot of blank spaces. I looked, I, uh, yeah. So these are their names. And chat, please chime in if you've ever heard of them. <laughs> Tyler Redenbach, uh, drafted right. in third round, 77th overall. Third round, 80th overall, Dmitry Peschinov. Wow. Round four, 115 overall. Liam Lindstrom, um, not Nicholas, no. not Nicholas no. Lindstrom, Liam Lindstrom. Not, um, not Liam Neeson either. No. Would have taken over that guy. Uh, round six, pick 178, Ryan Gibbons. Um, round seven, pick 208, Randall Gellich. Uh, round eight, pick 242, Edward Lewandowski. Uh, pick na- Round nine, pick 272, Sean Sullivan. And round nine, pick 290, Loic Burkhalter. Nine dra- rounds, by the way, back then. Yeah. Nine rounds of the draft. So you still had seven rounds to find a guy. So among those eight guys that I just mentioned, um, how many NHL games between all of them? None. <laughs> Zero. Zero. NHL Are you game. kidding? Why is this the most Coyotes thing to ever happen? Yeah. Trading out of the first two rounds of the deepest draft ever, and then when they actually have quite a few picks like even if they just hit on one of those you can call it a find a way to move up just do something or do to something. get into those two rounds zero zero games played are you kidding me it's just so classic it's just so mm-hmm. classic yeah did not usher in the mike barnett era with a bang it did not and let's be let's be honest i talk to mike all the time great guy his tenure as a gm was not terribly successful here uh, Tim said only three of eight even have a photo on hockey TV. <laughs> only three of eight even rang a bell when you read their names for me. So. A zero of eight rang a bell for me. So yeah, it's just tragic. And the the knife is going to be twisted even further when we start to go through the guys oh who were available and the guys who even dropped as far as they did. Some of them who were going to probably redraft into round one. Um, but do you have any other comments on the, the scene setting before we actually move it by the way like craig literally brought a notepad like r- craig this is a team effort <laughs> yeah so i've been told yeah he brought pay- pen and paper that's how you know it's serious but you know you guys maybe play cornhole so now i'm in a competitive mood and now you tell me i can't be competitive with something that i actually care about i mean cornhole. you can still compete against me my opinions yeah, we'll definitely do that. And I want you to weigh in too, Sean, when when you feel free. We're missing Petey anyway, um, who is always opinionated. So we'll need someone to fill the void. All right. Um, if you're just tuning in and you're wondering about Galchenyuk, rewind to the first five minutes of our show. We addressed it right off the top. Um, all right. We're going to get into our redrafts. <laughs> Tim, go. who names their kid Loic? I don't know. Um, we're going to get into it before we do. So Petey's not it's here. It's a fair question from I know, Tim, though. I it's, know. A, it's a fair question. I know. Um, so Petey's not here, but he, he really needs to kick up his feet. He's, he needs to relax. We all know Petey can be a little stressed sometimes. And something he tried this week that he, has li- he literally texted me about that has been so great for him is Wink, Craig. Um, he tried out Wink and he said it just makes him feel so chill and so relaxed. And I know you also checked out Wink. So mm-hmm. what do you have any thoughts? Have you tried it yet? I tried the black cherry. Did you like it? I did actually. How did it make you, know, you feel? And, and I'll be I'll be honest, I'm not a seltzer guy, so I was yeah. like, okay, it's a seltzer. I'm probably not it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So far everyone who's tried it has absolutely loved it. Um Wink is a seltzer with a wink of THC. 
How about that? Um, and how high will it get you? Just a wink. Um, it's the perfect THC-CBD balance because there's an equal dose of CBD. And CBD is like THC's laid back friend who keeps the party from going off the rails. I like to say it's I like me hosting this show. Um, one of you is C- THC and one of you is CBD. And it's Wink is made in-house. So check out Wink. It's amazing. You can go to drinkwink.com and... They also have another drink. Have you tried the countdown yet? I have not. Okay, so the countdown is a little more serious. Um, it has a lot higher dosage, but you drink it out of the cap. Like the cap is the correct dosage. You should take a little bit higher um, dosage than the winks if you're looking for more of a that countdown feeling. More than a wink. More of a, more than a wink. Check out countdown as well. Get ready for liftoff, as they like to say. More like a nod. So you can check out drinkwink.com and wink is spelled W-Y-N-K and countdowndrink.com to utilize their drink finder to locate a store near you. You can also order directly online, wink only, um, and only the 2.5 milligram cans. So be sure to check it out and let us know your thoughts. PD is really excited to talk about his experience with it um, next week when he is back on the show. So um, obviously, we're big fans of Wink. We're also big fans of OGs. I know Craig and Sean, especially, I think we're we're PD's almost there. Wink is his gateway um, into OGs. <laughs> um, but OGs, obviously, just amazing, amazing flavors. And they're something for everyone, whether you're looking for Indica, Sativa, Microdose, Sleep Edition, anything. Um, they have something, and it's in a delicious flavor as well. So try OGs and check out the Pink Lemonade gummies while you can. It is a limited edition flavor, um, so just don't miss out on that. You can check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at OGs Brands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary, and you must be 21 years or older to purchase. All right. Ready? Let's get into it. So you you tell me the format here. And, okay, so uh, we're going to do 10 players at a time. Okay, um, we have my glasses. So we have the draft board. Sean, go ahead and show it. So that is on the original if, draft. If you're listening on audio, we do have the original draft. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can participate along. But I will just go through the original 1 through 10. This is the 2003 draft. Um, so we're going to redraft this. But the original dra- standing draft is... Pittsburgh, number one, Marc-Andre Fleury. Number two, Eric Stahl to Carolina. Number three, Nathan Horton to Florida. Number four, Nikolai Zerdev to Columbus. Oops. Who? Oops. Um, Number five, uh, Thomas Vanek to Buffalo. Number six, Milan McCulloch to San Jose. Number seven, Ryan Suter to Nashville. Number eight, Braden Coburn to Atlanta. Number nine, Dion Phaneuf to Calgary. And number 10, Andre Kostitsin. Andre Kostitsin, who we all know loves Scottsdale. To Montreal. So that's one through 10. And I don't know if any of these 10 players are going to make our redraft for one through 10. Maybe one of them will. Maybe two. Craig? Are we starting? Are we going to? Let's, let's get right into it. We're going to collaborate on this. We're going right? to collaborate. Well, who do you who do you think belongs at the top of this list? Patrice Bergeron. Me too. I think this is the one that we. And somebody already predicted it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. Oh my God! By the way, side note: Eric Olson in the chat just said Tyler Redenbach, Arizona Sundogs legend. <laughs> so he did make it to Arizona after all. Yeah. Uh, I think pretty, pretty, Patrice Bergeron, Craig. This is a no brainer. Um, and the craziest part. Of this whole thing is Patrice Bergeron was drafted in the second round, 45th overall. So he just jumped up 44 spots in our redraft. I love I love stories like that. And they they become fewer and fewer as uh, the years have gone on. And scouting has become a a much better science, still an inexact science. I mean, you look way back at guys like Pavel Datsuk and Henrik Zetterberg, who went really late in the draft. You're like, how how could that even happen? It's insane to think about that. But. Patrice Bergeron, to me, with all that he's accomplished, I think he's second in points anyway in this draft. And then when you consider that yep. he's should have the defensive forward of the year named after him, the trophy, and his leadership qualities that he bought to brought to Boston, I, I think it's uh, it's a no brainer that he's number one overall. Yep. All right. Um, number two, Carolina. What do you think, Craig? I still have Eric Stahl there. Actually, yeah, yeah. He's he's had a good career. Um, some interesting, you know. Choices. That's all we'll say on that. I'll say about that. But uh, in terms of again, this is a this is a two way player too, right? He's put up a lot of points. 
He has the most points of any player in this draft with, at 1,063. Also a very good defensive forward. Carolina won a cup. There's there's a lot there to like about Eric Stell. There's yeah. some things not to like, but... <laughs> on, I mean, ice, st- on ice. Yeah, there's on ice, I like. still keep him at number two. Yeah, I agree. Uh, when you look at the total points among this draft class, Eric Stahl leads the list with 1,063 points. Um, He's even ahead of Patrice Bergeron. Obviously, Mm -hmm. Patrice Bergeron, there's more to his game, but I agree with you that Eric Stahl um, deserves to stick at pick number two here. Um, All right. Now we're going to move on to Florida. It ain't going to be Nathan Horton. It's not Nathan Horton. I'm sorry, Nathan. (laughs) Um, It's not you. Craig, who do you have at three? I have Ryan Getzloff here, and I watched Ryan Getzloff play for his prime years when he was just a force in middle ice. They won a cup with him in Anaheim. He, His decline was a little more rapid than I expected as a player, but when he was in his prime, he was spectacular. And he is actually, I think he's, yeah, he's third overall in points in this draft with 1,019. He was another big two-way center. The Pacific Division, when the Coyotes were making their runs was littered with the, these types of, of forwards. Andre Kopitar was in uh, Los Angeles. The Coyotes had Marty Hansel to try and combat mm-hmm. those guys. There are a bunch of these guys around the league. Um, but this guy was just an absolute force when he was in his prime. So I have him number three. What do you have? So I was between him and, as Brady mentioned, Pavelski. Um, I think Pavelski will earn his place in our top ten for sure. No doubt. It, it's a tough one. Um to consider i also like the one thing i cannot bring to this conversation is i don't remember the landscape of the league in 2003 i don't know you know what florida had in their repertoire at that time i was seven years old there's yeah. my little my they should weekly. have taken a big center because there were a bunch okay. of them in this yeah, draft. yeah. Like, like i mentioned san jose had uh, joe thornton too so there were huge centers in this division yeah. but so I'm, for a time he was the best of them i'm down with ryan Getzlaff. i'm i'm fine with that so we can put ryan Getzlaff uh at number three um and he of course moves up from pick 19 in this draft so start getting interesting now yeah as it always does after the top three Yep. So, all right, let's move on to pick four, which belongs to the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I'm so sorry, Nikolai Zerdev, you are not a Columbus Blue Jacket. You are not anything in the first round. I want want, uh, Aaron Porcelain to do a catching up with Nikolai Zerdev. I have no idea where this guy is now. Um, Okay, the Watts brings up a good question, which we'll address. But my only question is filling the needs of the team, or are we just going for best redrafting? Best 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 player available, which is what all teams will tell you they do anyway. Yep. Yep. All right, let's do number four. Um, Craig, is this where you're putting Joe Favelski? It is not. (gasps) Listen, Okay. I want to make something very clear, and those who followed me in the Natty Hattie days, Natty Hattie days know that I have a Joe Pa crush. I love Joe Pavelski. He went to the University of Wisconsin. I don't know if you knew that. I'm also a Badger, so I have a love for Joe Pavelski. But Joe Pavelski's a winger, okay? And there were two very impactful defensemen in this draft, and that's who I have in the next two spots. And in this spot right now, I have Coyotes legend Shane <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yep, Coyotes legend. Um, all right, big defenseman. For the Columbus Blue Jackets, Shea Weber, let's see, in the list of guys, he has 589 points, 1,038 games played in the National Hockey League. Defensive Um, force, big shot. Yeah, I think he's definitely the top defenseman in this draft. Um, Brady mentions Dustin Bufflin. I think we'll We'll get get to him more in the the middle. Yeah, more in the middle. You had to bring it. I should have brought the bell in the room. Yeah, you um, should have, actually. Shea Weber. There's going to be a lot of Blackhawk talk in here. Okay, I, I guess I can get behind that for Columbus again. I don't know. I, mean, I don't want to be the deciding factor I, I here. Mean, like, if you guys have opinions, throw them in here. Chat, also, if you have opinions, we're getting to Buffalo, so I'm sure Sean will have an opinion there well, in a I'm second. Thomas Vanek. I don't care. <laughs> Screw your best available. I want my guy. Um, I have to I'm, wait a while. I'm good with... I'm good with Shea Weber, honestly, but I do. I am itching for Joe Pavelski. To He's get coming. Him. He's coming to right after this pick. Soon. Gave it away. Gave it away. But in this pick, who do I have? I have Brent Burns. Brent Burns to to Buffalo. At number five, Brent Burns, who wow. has as nice a defenseman, eight hundred and thirty-eight <laughs> career points. He is 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh in this draft in points as a defenseman. Yeah, all respect to Brian Campbell. I would have taken uh, Burns in those those cup or those playoff runs. The Sabres. Were going so, there. Sean, are you okay with skipping Thomas Vanek? Yeah, do you like, like Brent Burns? Like, do you want a defenseman here, or do you I, want I, a forward? I, yeah, because I mean, I feel like the defense was always Sabres' problem. It's been the Sabres' problem for the last like twenty years. So I, had, I mean, Thomas Vanek was awesome, but. He, I, yeah, I'd rather take a, a showstopper defenseman. All right. I'm not really – see, you came in here ready to fight me, and I'm just conceding. I'm, I'm just conceding. Just I'm, um, I'm so used to doing so, it. So, so, yeah, right? Brent Burns goes from 20th overall to 5th overall. Big jump. Um, Interesting. But Caleb brings up a good point. As a forward or a D, he played forward for a bit, and when you go on Wikipedia to the 2003 draft, it actually lists him as a right wing. That is correct. So at the time of the draft, what was his position? He was a forward. Interesting. And they discovered that he was so maybe a hell of a player. From, so from maybe that would have been a good scenario for the Sabres at the time because they think they're getting a big forward and then they realize they can move him to defense and as Sean mentioned, filling that need at defense that's been lacking for many years. Crazy. Crazy the, the offensive numbers Brent Burns has put up. Um, all right. So we'll move on to uh, San Jose. It's not and they get their guy? Milan McCulloch. Um, is this Joe Pavelski? Yes, it is. And Joe Pavelski, I mean, he's like born to be a San He's To me, I know he hasn't Always. played there in a while, but Agreed. Joe Pavelski is a San Jose Shark. Um, of course, he he's had, I mean, he's still he's still going. Remember the black hat during the, the class when they went to the cup final? The black hat that came on the ice and they started co calling it Joe, uh, they call it Pavelski. Oh, no, that's funny, though. Um, it's really not that good, actually. It's a dad joke, but okay. nonetheless. It's not Wednesday, it's Craig. Come on. It's true. Um, yeah. Among that draft class, fourth in points with 1,001, 1,250 games played, and he is still going 20 years later. Joe Pavelski, I mean, yeah, he he is a San Jose Shark through and through. And you know what's insane about this pick? He was drafted by San Jose in 2003. But it wasn't in the first round, and it wasn't in the second round, and it wasn't in the third round. Joe Pavelski was drafted 205th overall by the San Jose Sharks in this very draft, which, for those keeping track at home, is round seven. Round seven, pick 205. So there's a couple guys who went after him in the draft who did play in the NHL, um, but... I think as far as forwards go and and the career success, Joe Pavelski deserves this slot for mm -hmm. sure. And I like him at San Jose. You're right. He is a shark through and through um, and probably a little bit more prolific than um, Milan McCulloch. But Milan McCulloch <laughs> went on to become an NHL. Also, you know, he had a good career, but he I did. just think he could have they, maybe they could have gotten him in the second round. Yeah, uh, completely. In our second round, yeah. at least. That you ready we're, we're... to go off the rails? Okay. Well, let's. Can we see what we have going so far? So so far, we have Bergeron, Stahl, Getzlaff, Weber, Burns, and Pavelski. That's our one through six. We are now up to Nashville, who drafted Ryan Suter at this number seven position. All right, I'm I'm ready to hear it, Craig. Let's hear it. You know, Nashville has a penchant for taking good goaltenders. They've had a really good uh -oh. history of taking good goaltenders. So <gasps> I know what's happening. In this position, I have Nashville taking the best goaltender in this draft. Oh, here draft, we go. <laughs> and that goaltender's name is Corey Crawford. Okay, so this is shocking from Craig, um, who is claiming Corey Crawford is the best goaltender of this draft. When in the original 2003 draft, Mark Andre Fleury was drafted first. Overall, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, of course, has, I mean, I, this isn't a good argument because so does Corey Crawford, but Marc-Andre Fleury has multiple Stanley Cups. And mm -hmm. I think before Craig makes his arguments, and I'm, this, I'm a Marc-Andre Fleury apologist. I was a, Peng am, was a Penguins fan. Um, I was a Penguins fan in 2009 in that Stanley Cup run. I love him. I think he's an amazing person. You have the Chicago ties, so you, you know that's your love for Corey Crawford. Um, but it is it is hard for me to. I mean, you pull up the stats, and Corey Crawford does have better career stats. He has a higher save percentage. He has a better goals against average than Mark Andre Fleury. Goal saved above average. Yeah, I mean that's like your favorite. That's his, your favorite stat. It is. But Mark Andre Fleury, only people look at. It's just so hard. Like. 
I don't know. I, because listen, Corey, Corey Crawford Car- played behind really good teams yeah. too. So yeah. I don't want to say, oh, Marc-Andre Fleury benefited by playing behind Pittsburgh and Vegas. He did. Obviously, Corey Crawford did as well with the Blackhawks. But Corey Crawford has always been underrated. It, it, he was Things were always taken away from him and what he accomplished with the Blackhawks because he was playing behind Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, Marion Hosa, Patrick Sharp, Duncan Keith. Keep going down the line, right? The same was never said about Marc-Andre Fleury, and I think it's because he went first overall. People were like, well, they got a first overall pick. But Pittsburgh had all those stars as well. They had the same kind of team in front of him, and his numbers just aren't as good. I'm, I don't want to go. I know I was, like, talking some smack before we came on the <laughs> Yeah, air, before the saying show. Saying that he's overrated. Uh, I think he is a little overrated. I think, I think everybody's in love with Marc-Andre Fleury because he – the style he plays, first of all, is creative. It's flashy. It's fun to watch. He's also a remarkable human being. But I don't think he's the best goalie in this draft in the final analysis. I think that goes to Corey Crawford. I think Corey Crawford deserves his due here. Corey Crawford has played 497 fewer games. Because he had concussion issues. Than Marc-Andre Fleury. So I don't know. I mean, this is one where I might push back a little. Is it okay? Like, Granted, Mark Andre Fleury went first overall. So, yes, like a goalie went in the top 10 this year. But when we look at this class, do you still want to take a goalie in the top 10 when there's players like, uh, let's see who's still available? You got Corey Perry, you got Zach Parise, you got Brent Seabrook, Dion Phaneuf. There's there's still some. Jeff Carter. Yeah, there's some some players still available. Also, like to me, and I know he went on to. jump around a bit but ryan Suter in his prime i mean he's a he's a predator on a team that has you know prided themselves in in their defense over the years as well much like their goaltending i'm curious uh for the chat's take it seems like people are upset about your crawford pick here um (laughs) especially because of the connection to the blackhawks but let's remember this is before all of that uh, Career two three eight goals against Sumi average said, and nine eighteen save percentage said, in the postseason. Biz, Biz was in this draft, um, but <laughs> no, we're not Biz. taking Biz here. I don't think Biz cracks the first round. Sorry, Biz. Um, Sean, do you have any opinion? Like, do you feel like it's too high for a goalie? Should we go out of the box? Like, what do you think? Um, I mean, it's tough because both, like you said, both of these goalies were on terrific teams, so it's really hard to know whether or not. That Corey Crawford would have been half the goalie he was in Nashville. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like goalies are like running backs. Unless it's a clear like franchise changing player, then I would generally stay away from them. But it seems like you are deciding between two goalies. Well, not necessarily. Graham, you, you want to put someone else in? Graham here? also said that Flower has more wins. He has also played more games. Yeah, I don't um, care about wins. Wins is the most <laughs> overrated stat for a goaltender out there. People are like, "Well, did he win the game? Come on." It's a team game when you're talking about wins. It's such an overrated stat. Yeah, the fact Get out of here. The fact that Get out of here, Golden Canuck. Get out of here. The fact that a five-nothing shutout and and winning like six to five is it's the same thing. Exactly. Like, you know, and, Still wins, a win. and one of the goalies sucked and one of them was really good. Uh, I don't know. You guys can overrule me here. You haven't overruled me yet. I know. I have a general aversion to the Pittsburgh Penguins. So um, wow. I would just for biased reasons, lean toward Corey Crawford. But it could be another player. I mean, do you keep Ryan Suter here? He has the second most game played games played from the 2003 draft class. Yeah, he was a terrific player. I mean, he's coming really soon for me anyway. Yeah, and, you know, high types 2020, but Nashville had their goalie situation figured out. um, As the years went on. Yeah, and they got a lot of good defensemen too. So, I mean, you want to put Ryan Suter there? I don't know. I just, me? I, I kind of, I think I might want to overrule you. Can overrule I, me. Can I interest anybody in uh, 911 games played, 148th overall, St. Francis High School graduate Lee Stemniak? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not, not yet. <laughs> no, not yet. Friend of the friend of the program. Friend of the program. Uh, yeah. I think I want to keep Ryan Suter here. Ryan Suter goes at number seven. There it is. You can fight with us online about it later. Um, we're going to keep Ryan Suter. I just can't stomach a goalie. And you guys both 10. seem to think maybe not in top 10 here, right? Is, is that the I'm, feel that I'm getting? I'm That's feeling fine. not I'm, a goalie in the I'm, top I'm 10. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. We'll, we'll, have, we'll come to I'm blows okay. if you put MA up I'm above a, Corey Crawford. I'm okay with Corey cool. Crawford and Marc-Andre Fleury going in the first round. Right. 
but I just don't think yet. We're taking a long damn time. Yeah, let's let's too, get so. moving. All right. Number eight, Atlanta, Braden Coburn. I'm sorry. It's not going to be you, buddy. Um, who do you have at number eight? Why don't you go first? What do you have? Uh, I didn't make pre-make a list. I oh, was just, I was, okay, let's go. Let's see who we have available. Ugh, Dustin Brown, vomit. No. Um, let's Over see. Jeff Cardi, Carter, Cardi. Carter, Zach Parise, Brent Seabrook. See, to me, it's between three players. Corey Perry, Zach Parise, and Jeff Carter. Take your pick between one of those guys. Um, All very impactful players. Parise obviously fell off later in his career, but was a very impactful player early on. Jeff Carter was was a really good center for a very long time. Often didn't play in that number one slot, though. When he played in L.A., he got to play behind Andre Kopitar. But still a very good player. I don't know. What do you think? Give me Corey Perry. Corey Perry. That's who I had, actually. Oh, so. okay. All right. Let's do Corey Perry. Uh, I think he would have been good in Atlanta. Um, and then, then Winnipeg. Oh, Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's move on to number nine. Calgary drafted Dion Phaneuf in this role. I mean, Dion Phaneuf had a good career. Um, Early on. Yeah, I mean, he definitely had his peak, but he still played 1,048 NHL games. I think a um, lot of teams just kept trying with Dion Phaneuf. Can he recapture what he was earlier? Oh, no. No, he can't. Well, in fact, uh, wow. Oh, wow. But I don't remember. How was <laughs> Dion Phaneuf on the Flames at the time? He was really good. Early. Okay. He was really good early, but did not sustain. So are you are you switching this pick to yeah, someone else? Yeah, okay. definitely. The other two guys that we mentioned, and you guys can decide order here, I think if we're going to keep a goalie out of the top 10, um, we have to have Jeff Carter and Zach Parise. In, in the, oh, we got Zach Parise. Oh, well, Sean just went ahead. And that was me. I mean, Sean just made the call. The people can't see that. So you know what? But... So to finish out the top 10, because we're moving very slowly, throw Jeff Carter in the 10 spot, and we'll be done with our All right, top Jeff, 10. Jeff Carter, you are a Montreal Canadian. Zach Parise, you are a Calgary Flame. And there it is. Um, sorry, Andre Kostisin, and sorry, Dion Phaneuf. Um, there is still hope yet for you. So our new top 10 is Patrice Bergeron, Eric Stahl, Ryan Getzloff, Shea Weber, Brent Burns, Joe Pavelski, Ryan Suter, Corey Perry, Zach Parise, and Jeff Carter. So far, only two players have stuck in their original spots, Eric Stahl and Ryan Suter. All right, we're going to try and move quicker. Um, <laughs> Got some ad reads. Yeah, but before we do that... I need I need a freaking drink from Circle K. I came in here. I'm not gonna lie, a little bit of a headache. Um, not fully on my game. I need some hydration. I might swing by. There's a Circle K Explains like down the, the street. Explain some Marc Andre Fleury take. Ha! There's a, there's a Circle K down the street. There's a Circle K down the street from you. I guarantee you because Circle Ks are everywhere. Um, and walking distance from my house. Really? Seriously? Yeah. Even in the summer. Walking yeah. distance? Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. Half, a mile, half a mile. Yeah. It's it's amazing. They're everywhere. They're so reliable. Try and see if you can find Sean on your screen at the pump um, and go inside. You're get the a Polar flavor? Pop. Nice. <laughs> get, get a snack and make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Right now, you can text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on 32 ounce Polar Pops. Head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. And if you're going to make the walk to shady to uh, Circle K, Craig, make sure you have your Shady Rays because it is bright out there. Mm. got to protect your eyes. And you know what I haven't mentioned about Shady Rays? They have polarized sunglasses like polarized is the way to go um so make sure you do that they have amazing styles at amazing prices and if you don't love your shady rays you can return or exchange free in the first 30 days so check it out i mean shady rays they're basically they they want you to have their glasses so bad that they're giving you an amazing offer right now exclusively for our listeners Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Like, what what a freaking deal. Sunglasses can be so expensive these days, but not Shady Rays. They have style and they're just amazing. So try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Polarized sunglasses are cool again. I'm just checking on that because I don't know cool anymore. It's not even cool. It's just like a feature that makes... So people don't even care about cool anymore. It's just functional, which I like. I'm not going to lie. I don't know what polarized means. Okay. (laughs) So like, Sean's kind of a barometer for me to know if I can go back to like the 70s look when guys wear those polarized. Oh, I mean, you can can rock anything. I was, it's funny. That's not that's that's transition, not polarized. Oh, that, yeah, that's tra- the transition. Okay. That's See, a different I don't even know terms. Yeah, that's a I'm different conversation. Yeah, that, okay. that, so polarized. Polarized. Is? It's basically like instead of different parts of the lens being different, like shade, it's like all together. 
Mm. That was a really bad description. Yeah, but. the transition lenses, I know what you're talking about. I don't know if those are cool. Yeah. I don't think those are. They were cool in the 70s and haven't made a resurgence. Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. They seem very. some years later, that's not going to happen. Yeah, they seem convenient, but I don't know. Okay. Definitely convenient. That's the thing. Like, okay. it makes sense, but. So, on polarized sunglasses, the filter creates vertical openings for light. Only light rays that approach your eyes vertically can fit through the openings. The lenses block all the horizontal light, waves bouncing off a smooth pond or shiny car hood, for ah, instance. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It's right. better for your eyes. All right. Um, Thank you for explaining that. Let's get in picks 11 through 20, and we'll try to move a little quicker maybe now that we're in the middle. Um, The original draft. I need a pen. I'm going off screen while you're. Was um, Jeff Carter, 11 to Philadelphia, would have been the Coyotes pick, of course. Um, Number 12, the Rangers, Hugh Jessamine. Two games played, baby. Number 13, LA, Dustin Brown. Boo. Number 14, Chicago, Brent Seabrook, 15, Robert Nilsson, New York Islanders, 16, Steve Bernier to the San Jose Sharks, 17, Zach Parise, who is now off our board, um, to the Devils. You got Eric Fair to the Capitals. He came up on Monday show with Jason Demers. Yeah, he was was a decent player. Number 19, Ryan Getzlaff, also off the board. Anaheim and number 20 Brent Burns also Ooh. off the board so there's definitely going to be some changes here mm-hmm. Craig number 11 all right Let's so go. I have some thoughts here I know y'all are on the no goalies this early in a draft this stack so there are three more players in this draft that I can see taking before I'm going to start getting emotional if the goalies start going. <laughs> so let's talk about those three players you tell me where you want to slot okay. these guys in I've got Big buff. Dustin Bufflin. Yeah. Brent Seabrook, who really lost it later in his career and just became a pylon and it depressed me. But he, he was had, amazing at oh, the time. Oh, he made so many big plays for the Blackhawks, including saving them from an embarrassing first round exit against the Red Wings in that year where they were like maybe one of the best teams ever in the lockout shortened season. He scored the OT goal to beat the Red Wings. He's number two. The third guy who I loved as a player brought grit as well as offense, brought the whole package, Ryan Kessler. So those three guys. Ooh, okay. I like that. Ryan Kessler um, making a move up in the first round. Any one of those three guys. What do you think? So, Dustin Bufflin, Brent Seabrook, Ryan Kessler. I the thing you get with Seabrook and Bufflin, you get a, a top four or even a top pair defenseman, right? Which is I like high du- value. I like Dustin Bufflin in Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia, the, oh my the, God, the Broad Street Bullies, him. yeah, the, the big guy, tough. I like Dustin Bufflin to Philadelphia at number 11. And this makes me relive... After the 2010 Stanley Cup for the Blackhawks, when they failed to qualify as so three RFAs, and they had to cut ties with Dustin Bufflin, Andrew Ladd, and Christopher Stieg. Wow. They had such a stacked roster, one of the deepest rosters I've ever seen. And they had to let those guys go. Dustin Bufflin was phenomenal in the postseason for the Blackhawks in 2010. He played forward then. He was not a defenseman. Yes, I do he was a net that. front and he was immovable. He was nasty. He had great hands. I love this pick for the Flyers. He fits okay. that personality perfectly. Dustin Bufflin, you move up 231 <laughs> spots from pick 245 in round eight of the 2003 draft dustin bufflin you are a philadelphia flyer originally pick 245 in this draft let's move to new york who are the other two guys still on your board you want to do this in order since it's a top top pair defenseman brent seabrook and then ryan kessler for the next two picks yeah let's do that that? i'm totally good with that let's put them in so the rangers we have um brent seabrook who drops up or not drops up moves up from 14 to 12 um to become a new york ranger and ryan kessler you are an la king um so ryan kessler moves up as well from where was ryan kessler before he was high 23, pick 23 to Vancouver. He moves up to pick 14 with LA. Ryan Kessler, you are an LA King. Would you like the Blackhawks to draft Corey Crawford here? I will allow it. I really would. I would like Corey Crawford to go 14 to the Blackhawks because... All right, I, I will allow it. Corey didn't get his due. He was really, really good for them. All right, so Corey Crawford, he will stick with the Blackhawks, um, and he will be picked, though, at pick 14 instead of being picked at pick 52 in round two where he originally went. So Corey Crawford moves up. And then we might as well put the second-best goaltender in this draft uh, right behind him, Marc-Andre Fleury. Ooh, the Islanders. 
okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's better than Robert Nils- Nielsen for the Islanders, maybe? Um, Who sure. Did draft? Who did the Robert, draft? Robert Nielsen? Nielsen? What? what? Okay. Who is that? He's Swedish. Let's see. He? 252 games played, 90, or... 118 career points, 90 penalty minutes. He played some games with Edmonton. Sure. And he mostly played in the KHL, NLA, and Sweden. Last season in the NHL was 2019, or 2010. Yeah, 2009-2010. Are you sure this is where we want Marc-Andre Fleury? Is there nowhere else here you can see him going? Oh, you, are you dying to put him in Canada? What's going on here? What's know, at play here? Because now Caleb is saying, gotta be brownie to the Isles. Dustin Brown on the New York Islanders? Well, we're at the Sharks now, aren't we? Yeah, we can put him on the Sharks. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care where Dustin Brown goes. I mean, I... All right, fine. No. I, I, um, I, I really don't care where you put Dustin Brown. Not a fan. <laughs> Brady said, all those answers are incorrect. Yotes legend Louis Erickson should go for all these guys. Brady, you are correct. Is the Renaissance back Because Ca- Caleb said, didn't the Isles have DiPietro? time <laughs> they did but another first overall goalie. that was a Oy. disaster maybe the worst first overall pick. okay we'll let the, the islanders NHL have history. flower um is it time to put dustin is dustin is it dustin brown's time sure go ahead i mean we, maybe I, you'll get a statue i don't like dustin brown so if if this is is this the next guy you had on your it list is. okay it is dustin brown he had a good career. Not a great career. Not sure. I don't think he's getting a statue in San Jose. Not sure if he should have a statue in LA. Just I mean, is it a trophy or a statue? If you know, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. Next up, we have the New Jersey Devils. This will be a put him in Lauren Kuby Park. Nicholas said. (laughs) (laughs) Love it, Nicholas. Seventeen. This is tough. So we Parise is Parise is off our board. So we we have to go off off the board now. Um, let's see who we have available on this list. There's a couple guys that I look at here. Louis Erickson? I'm not quite ready for Louis Erickson. <laughs> Thomas Vanek? Um, um, I'm, I'm thinking Dion Phaneuf or David Backus. Oh, I forgot about Dion Phaneuf. Players. David Backus. I watched David Backus so much because the Blues played the Blackhawks so much. He was such an effective player. I'll never forget the uh, time he got knocked out in the corner, and I think it was Duncan Keith that said wakey wakey to him when he was down with a concussion, which was not one of Duncan Keith's best moments. But David Backus was a really good center. Um, that's a premium position, but then so is defense. And as we established earlier, Dion Phaneuf was really effective earlier in his career. Terrific player, just didn't sustain for a variety of reasons. Let's, so what do you think? Let's do Dion Phaneuf to New Jersey and let's do David Backus to Washington. All right. Um, sorry, Eric Fair, you have been pushed down. Um, Dion Phaneuf, you are a New Jersey Devil. He is our first player to drop and get picked, um, and Dion Phaneuf as well. So now we're down to the look at that logo, the Ducks, the Ducks, the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. Originally, David Backus. David Backus, yeah. So is Washington. Yep. Um. So originally, Ryan Getzlaff, which he is off the board, so we are going to have to go I'm off ready for our him. board I'm as I'm ready well. for him, DP. I'm ready for him. Thomas Vanek? I'm ready for Thomas Vanek. <laughs> All right. It's time. It's time. Thomas Vanek has dropped down to pick 19. Anaheim. Wow, this completely would have changed the trajectory of, of history. the draft. Yep. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I wasn't affirming that. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? In the 20th spot, and this fits given the Nordic makeup of Minnesota, Coyotes legend, Louis Erickson. Yay, Louis! King Louis! Wow. I, it's just so bizarre to me to picture Louis Erickson in green. Like, to me, he is Vancouver. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. But He could fit. He could blend there in Minnesota. What? How? Because he's Nordic. Oh. There's a lot of Nordics in Minnesota. 
So I'm Louis Erickson jumps up into round one from round two. Originally pick 33. We are through 20 now. Oh, I said he looked weird in green. He was a Dallas Stars draft pick. So that's there completely my bad. Again, I was seven years old in 2003. Ah, there it is. There it is again. <laughs> so we made it that. through picks 11 through 20. Let's recap um, our draft. We have 11, Dustin Bufflin, 12, Brent Seabrook, 13, Ryan Kessler, 14, Corey Crawford, 15, Marc-Andre Fleury, 16, Dustin Already. Brown, 17, Already. Dion Phaneuf, 18, David Backus, 19, Thomas Vanek, and 20, Louis Erickson. Legend. All right, Craig. It's it's the Time final. This this is hard, right? This is this is where it gets hard. Um, we got those names, by the way. Picks twenty one through thirty. So originally twenty one, Boston Mark Stewart, number twenty two, um, Edmonton Mark Antoine Pouliot. 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 I think we're missing, missing an L. It. Okay, I was like, oh. twenty three, Ryan Kessler to Vancouver. Twenty four, Mike Richards to Philly. Twenty five, Anthony Stewart to Florida. Twenty six, Brian Boyle to LA. Twenty seven, Jeff Tambellini to LA. Twenty eight, Corey Perry to Ooh, Anaheim. Corey Perry at twenty. The Ducks did well in this draft. Um, twenty nine, Patrick Eves to Ottawa, and pick thirty, Sean Bell. Uh, to St. Louis. So I think there's going to be some big changes here. Picks 21 through 30. Craig, who you got at 21? I got Mike Richards. Going yeah. back to the center position, he had a pretty good career. Um, yeah, he he had a strong career. Mike Richards has good Even though he made fun up. of the Coyotes a little later? Yeah. Well, we won't hold that against him. I might. Mm. I might just in, like, in the back of my head, but... Um, by the way, I don't, can we just say something? I like, there's some really good goalies who came out of this draft, but I don't think any of them are first round goalies. What do you think? You, you got Jimmy Howard in this draft. Um, you got, let's see who else. I would, I would like to know, like Sean said earlier, what would, uh, Corey Crawford and Marc-Andre Fleury have done on average teams or just playoff bubble teams would they've still been yeah. this good crawford took a while to develop but once he did he clearly became their number one guy he wasn't there for their first cup in 2010 that was anti niemi if you remember who faded quickly yeah and that team like i said that 2010 team although i mean the 2013 team in that strike shortened season was as good a team as i've ever watched they were just dumb and it was ridiculous yeah um, but that 2000 team was 10 team was so deep that that was the classic example of you can win with average goaltending because they were that good. Yeah. So Jimmy Howard, Yaroslav Halak, and Brian Elliott were all goalies taken in this draft. I think those are round two picks if you go back. In my opinion, in my personal opinion, I don't think any more goalies should go in our first round. Mm. Mm. Craig might disagree, but I like, let's... I like Yarl, Yarl Halak's career. All right. Well, let's go to Edmonton. And okay. who are we drafting for Edmonton at pick 22? Um, all right. Let's see who's on the board. You got Brian Boyle available. Um, we have, uh, let's see who else. It's I, I definitely need to like do a list like you did. I want to just throw out one thing on Yarl Halak. Better goal saved above average in his career than Marc-Andre Fleury. All right. All you, right. You want, you want more stats? No. Higher, higher save percentage in his career than Marc Andre Fleury. <laughs> okay. Better goals against average in his career than Marc Andre Fleury. Who have we not picked yet? Who's still available? Beyond Yarl Halak? I mean, guys like Nathan Horton, Milan Mikhailik. Milan Mikhailik had a pretty good career. He did. He did. Um, let's see. Also, Eric, I mean, someone said in the chat, like Eric Fair did end up having a pretty good NHL career when he did, but I don't know if he's a first round pick per se. I'm not sure he is either. Uh, do you want, do you want Halak to Edmonton? I kind of do. All right, let's do it. I'm a goalie too, so yeah, there's I'm... a little bias here in a PD. Hey, did you know worse. Craig and PD were goalies? goalies? Have seven goalies in the um, first round if he was here too. Make sure you put when you say Yaroslav Halak, you put Sabres legend Yaroslav. <laughs> okay, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Oh my god! All right, let's put him in. He jumps up number twenty-two. Yaroslav Halak. Halak was originally a ninth round pick, taken two hundred and seventy-first overall by the Montreal Canadiens. That's the last goalie I have on my board. Okay, it's a good board. This is a good draft for goalies. It was. It's a very good draft for goalies. Now we get into some of the other names that we probably should have off the board. All right. Like Nathan Horton and Milan McCulloch. Okay. So we're at Vancouver 23. I think we should do uh, Milan 
alcoholic here at yeah. Vancouver, and then Nathan Horton feels more of a Philadelphia yeah, player that's fair, to me because of his style. Yeah. That's fair. Um. So that's what we got. Altec said, "No, it's blues legend Yaroslav Halak." Bounce <laughs> <laughs> around a little bit. Um, okay, I like those. I like those too. Okay, so it's McCulloch and then and then Horton, Nathan Horton. Okay, yeah, got it. Um, Philly and Florida, or uh, Vancouver and Florida, or Vancouver and Philadelphia. Sorry, now we're on Florida at twenty-five. And can I jump in on this one? Sure. Who's the Coyotes' director of player development? Lee Stepniak. Who is tied for second, the most <laughs> NHL Cubs played for, and yet you look at his numbers. Who went to St. Francis High School? Oh, <laughs> there it is. Lee Stepniak, an underrated career and a great trade by Don Maloney at the deadline to bring him here. Lee Stepniak was a good player, and he's a really smart dude, too. And that's why we had him on the show, obviously, last week at the Ice Den. Really smart dude. Very analytical mind. Did he ever play in Florida in his 1,000 stops? did not so let's give him another stop let's give him that's right give him a chance to catch mike sullinger for the most teams play for by putting him in, in florida congratulations lee stepniak you're going to south beach not really sorry wait till you see sunrise but anyway lee stepniak you are a florida panther um where was lee stepniak taken before 148th overall round five to the st louis blues which was a pick that the st louis blues acquired from the Phoenix Coyotes. <laughs> Out of Dartmouth because St. Francis High School produces really well-rounded Renaissance men who are both uh, adept intellectually and athletically. All right. We are... <laughs> LA has two picks back-to-back -back here, 26 and 27. That was a side um, So I guess the order does not necessarily matter, but... Should Brian Boyle go here, do you think? Gotta go soon, because he looks like... You guys don't even know Princess Bride, do you? You don't know the movie, do you? Yes. Bride, he looks like Inigo Montoya. Yeah, absolutely. He is Inigo Montoya, you so let's put him there just okay. for that reason. And he's actually sick. And it's L.A., so it's and Hollywood. It's and perfect. Don't insult me and say you don't know Princess Bride. <laughs> right, it's not one of the greatest movies of all time. I don't want to assume anything anymore. Brian Boyle... Shit, you guys are like... Brian what? Boyle sticks at 26. We didn't even do that on purpose. He's in Hollywood. So yeah, he can Perfect. It can be a stu uh, stunt. All right. Before, so Brian right? Boyle is one of their few picks to stick at his original, uh, his original spot. But all right, we're on to 27 now. Who is still available? We got to give some love to Tobias Enstrom here, don't we? Defenseman had a really good career. Kind of feel like he deserves to be here, especially because of the position. It's a premium position. You get a top four defenseman in Tobias Enstrom. That's my. Vote. I just don't know. I just don't know enough about him. I feel like that okay. was a little before my. Time, <laughs> but I, I'm good with it, Craig. I'm good with it, Craig. Tobias Enstrom, you are an LA King as well. Where so was he picked before? You get a center and a defenseman. You get a center, a, a premium center, and you get a top four defenseman. So Tobi good picks Tobias, at that level of the draft. Tobias Enstrom moves up from round eight, pick two thirty nine, to pick twenty seven in the first round. Originally, Tobias Enstrom drafted by the Atlanta. Thrashers in round eight. You got three picks left, Leah. Uh, I'm just making sure we're not egregiously leaving anybody out. Um, Caleb has been beating the Eric Fair drum in the chat. Um, I'm not going to happen. Curious. Caleb. I'm. You don't. You don't want him in the first round. No, he's not a first round player. All right. Take a look um, at his points. But who else is? How many points? Who is there? else is there, Craig? I mean, uh, I got some guys. I got Patrick Eves. I like Braden Coburn too. I thought he had a yeah, yeah. Career. We do need to uh, Braden Coburn. I feel bad because we kind of wrote him off. Um, he was the eighth overall pick in this draft, um, but he went on to have a good career. Um, played 983 NHL games, 234 points. Is this where you want Braden Coburn yeah, to go? Good, solid to, defenseman. To Anaheim? Right? Another top four defenseman. Premium position again, right? Premium position. Okay, yeah, I, I'm with it. Um, did you notice that Sean put the correct accents on all of these names that he's written that. so far? I know it's very impressive. It's very I feel like Jimmy Stewart right now looking at that screen. Appreciated. Look at that. All right. Isn't it beautiful. <laughs> we only have two picks left. I got no thoughts on 29, so you guys are gonna have to figure it out because I have a. Guy at 30 that I'm going to insist on. Well, should we start with 30 and no, then go back? you got to go in order. Okay. You're on the clock. Sean DePaz Leomero, you're on the clock. Oh, my God. At 29. I don't like... Okay, let's see. Originally at 29, Patrick Eves went at this at this spot. Um, 
I just feel like there's a name we have to be missing here. I'm scrolling the list. That there is. I mean, you can look at the points of some of these guys, like guys like Clark MacArthur, Kyle Brodziak, Matt Carl, who was a defenseman. Um, yeah, any of those guys, I guess, could could be there. Um, I'm just making sure. I'm just looking at the list of guys drafted. Like Jimmy Howard, I still think he's a second rounder. Yeah, I think that's true. I don't, um, I don't think Jimmy Howard was that good for very long. I mean, let's see. Nobody else. We haven't left anyone. Brian Elliott was really late, but again, I don't think he's a first rounder. Nope. Uh, I definitely don't think he's a ninth rounder, but he's uh, definitely not a first. Do we have Brad Richardson anywhere? Yeah, we do. Hold up, buddy. Oh, wait. Brad Hold Richardson. Hold up, buddy. Is that your is, Hold your horses. Is that your 30 pick? That's my 30 yeah. pick. Why do you want him in Because he's a really good player, actually. But why do you want him at St. Louis instead of Ottawa? Like, why do you insist this is 30? Because it's Ottawa. He doesn't want to play in Ottawa. <laughs> Richie doesn't want to play in Screw Ottawa. Senators, yeah. I mean, either does Alex DeBrink. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Say it. Um, okay, so we'll put Brad Richardson in St. Louis. I didn't even realize he was here. This is how um, unprepared I was for he's, this. He's not that. I mean, it's not really a reach. Like I looked at some redrafts of this, like from reputable sites, not you know, you know, Johnny in his basement doing the redraft of the 2003 <laughs> draft. Shot but, at Johnny Venerable. <laughs> some. It was not. It was not. But I just, you know, I looked at some credible things, and Brad Richardson made a couple of them in the in the top thirty. Brad I think, including, I think, has, Cap Friendly had him in its top thirty. I, if I was looking at this right, he has more games or less games played, but more points than Nathan Horton. Won a cup too. Yeah. Won a cup. Okay, Brad Richardson jumps up from round five, pick one sixty three, to round one, pick thirty, to the St. Louis Blues. So that leaves twenty nine. Where are we doing? Are we doing this like this? Because I mean, I. Do we have a player that's better? Are we are we let, are we just screwing over the Senators? Eric Fair. <laughs> well, kinda, yeah. Okay. I mean, no, so I, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. A guy like Matt Carl there. Anyone or... interested in Sabres legend Matt Molson? Matt Molson. Could Matt go Molson there honestly had a pretty good go, career. You want to take Matt Molson? Give Matt Molson Why to not? the Ottawa Senators. All right. Wow. I'll be that hurts my heart as someone who hates the Ottawa Senators, but there it is. Okay. All right, and then uh, Eric Fair. Don't worry, you were picked thirty first. We just didn't do it part of this. Yeah. Is that a new question about Alex Galchenyuk? It is. Okay, listen to the first five minutes of the show if you're wondering what happened to Alex Galchenyuk. We we addressed it. Yeah. Um, all right, so to recap, we have in picks 21 through 30, 21, we have Mike Richards, Yaroslav Halak, Milan Mikalik, Nathan Horton, Lee Stepniak, Brian Boyle, Tobias, Tobias Enstrom, Braden Coburn, Matt Molson, and Brad Richardson, Caleb said, Molson over fair, fair, cancel my sub. <laughs> I knew it. I was trying, Caleb. Um, Tim said, give them Tanner glass. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. All right. So, Brad Richardson at 30 on the all quote team, by the way, as well. So, all right. So, that's our redraft. We'll be putting this out on Twitter for much debate. I am sure. Mm -hmm. P I'm sure PD even was like sitting, at, like, He's at throwing home, things at the screen. Yeah, right now, screaming silently. right now. Yeah. I did let Craig um, take, I did fight back on Corey Crawford early, though. Yeah. Um, but let us know what you think. It I mean, it was probably too early. You guys, you guys talk some sense into me. But yeah. at least he allowed me to take Corey Crawford over. You got the him at the black much hyped Mark Andre Fleury. Oh, isn't he adorable? He's so he's so dreamy, isn't he? He is okay. a great he's a great man. He is a good man, actually. He's a really good. Like Petey said, "I thought this was going to be a short show." Petey, imagine if you were here, we'd be yes, going on for forty five more minutes. 15. Good Lord. Um, well, it's interesting to think how if our draft were reality, how the trajectory of history would have gone from there. Um, certainly, I think some different Stanley Cups, some different playoff teams. Well, you know, one thing that wouldn't have changed. The Coyotes. They would have <laughs> they picked would have a pick. Ryan Miller with Brent Burns in front of him. Senators eat your heart out. It's a Stanley <laughs> Cup team. Oh, man. Um, would love to see the Cup odds back in 2003 on BetMGM, but we can't do that. But there's plenty more to bet on on BetMGM. Um, we're still in that debt period. There's is there there's no MLB games today, are there? Nope, no MLB games. Gold Cup, MLS, WNBA, bet on it, and MLB resumes tomorrow. We are a 
very close to football as well. Um, so tons to bet on at BetMGM. Get your futures in. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use the bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use that bonus code PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer in just a second. You can look at the disclaimer while you recap our uh, last round of the draft. Okay, yeah, that works. <laughs> MGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Craig, that was a lot of fun. It I was. feel like we need a four-piece beer after that. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that. We're going to continue to do some redrafts um, on Thursdays. If there's a particular year you want us to redraft, let us know. I saw Altex mention 2009, um, but we'll keep doing these throughout the summer. I think it's fun, and thank you to the chat for your participation as well. Um, but four-peaks, I mean, it's the beer of the summer. It's the beer of every season, and you can buy four-peaks wherever you buy your beer, and if you haven't, gone to the a street pub check it out they have all their beers on tap they have extra ones that you might have never even seen in a store and they have delicious food there as well so check out four peaks at four peaks brew or at four peaks pub to keep up with the latest at arizona's hometown brewery you must be 21 or older to drink four peaks and please drink responsibly Sterling said, is it too late to join the show? Just got in. Sterling, you just missed it, buddy. I'm sorry, but that's why you can rewind back to the beginning or listen on audio um, later. But thanks for jumping on late. Seriously, you still made the Better effort. Better late so than never, yeah. appreciate that, Sterling. Appreciate it. Um, anything else before we No, we've, we've gone on too long, as PD's reminded us. So. <laughs> I enjoyed this, as Nicholas said. Love a good throwback Thursday. Me too, Nicholas. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been a lot of fun. Um, and we will be back live tomorrow at 11 a.m. for a Friday fun day. This felt like, this had did, like Friday fun day energy. And, and PD's going to be here. So, I mean, how much fun can it be? <laughs> PD said, can we start over? Oh, boy. <laughs> See you tomorrow, PD, at 11 a.m. Miss um, you, PD. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at SPetersHockey. You can follow me at Leah Merrill, Craig at Craig S. Morgan, Sean at Sean underscore DePaz. Follow the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes on Twitter. And be sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel Monday through Friday, live at 11. Write it in your calendar. Make it your lunch hour at work. Everybody, enjoy the rest of your Thursday, and we will see you all tomorrow.